Hello, my friends. This is Paul Drockton, and of course, this is the Bible Simplified. We're going to continue with the book of Genesis and to talk a little bit about both Abram, who became Abraham, and Melchizedek. Now, Abram, he was a righteous man. He was a good man. He obeyed the commands of God. And because of this, he was richly blessed and with wealth and with great possessions. Now, Abram's wife at the time was named Sarai. And she was one of the most beautiful women, apparently, that any man had set eyes on. And what happened is that uh, Abram was commanded by the Lord uh, to go to Egypt, and which he did. They passed through the land of Canaan, which encompasses much of modern Israel along with some of the other areas. And Abraham was told, or Abram was told by the Lord, that he would be given this land as his possession. So Abram took Sarai. They continued on their journey, went into Egypt. Uh, Abram told uh, Sarai, his wife, to say that she was his sister so that uh, the Egyptians wouldn't kill him and take her. The Egyptians uh, basically took Sarai to Pharaoh, and Pharaoh uh, made her uh, a wife or put her in his house. And when he did that, the Lord poured out plagues upon Pharaoh until he figured it out. He called Abram and he said, look, take your wife <laughs> and uh, stop uh, bringing afflictions on us. And so Abram then left Egypt, went again back through Canaan, and then uh, he was with his a relative who was called Lot. Now Lot, like Abram, had become extremely wealthy. And they had a lot of cows, a lot of sheep. I'm sure they had camels. And they realized that it was just too big for them to stay together. So they decided to split up. Uh, Abram established his house in Canaan while Lot went ahead and uh, he moved into the plains where the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah were, and he lived in the city of Sodom. Now, while Lot was in the city of Sodom, uh, it was invaded. The land was invaded uh, by multiple kings at the same time. They put together this vast army. They came, they conquered Sodom, they took Lot, his family, uh, the women of Sodom, and they plundered the gold, the silver, and everything else. Uh, a messenger went to Abraham, Abram and told him that uh, his uh, relative had been taken captive. And so Abram took about 330-something men, and uh, he attacked the camp of the invaders. They were these, these obviously were grossly outnumbered. And he routed them. He took back all of the captives. Uh, he, fought, he took back his uh, relative Lot, and he took back all the wealth uh, that was left in the camps of the invaders, and he took it back to Sodom. The king met him, said, look, just give me back my citizens, and you can keep the gold and the silver that you've uh, collected. Now, interestingly enough, uh, Abram told the king, I don't want a penny from you. I don't want so much as a shoe latcher from you. I don't want you to be able to say that, Ab that uh, Abram was made rich by you. In other words, uh, he pretty much told the king, you keep your stuff, as far as I'm concerned, it's tainted. 
I don't want anything to do with it. And uh, it's probably cursed as well, which I thought was extremely interesting. So, after this event happened, uh, Melchizedek then came to Abram, and he collected tithing from Abram. Now, tithing was a way to take care of the poor, to take care of the widow, and to take care of the fatherless. So, literally, it was designed to help those in need. That was the purpose of tithing. And, of course, Abraham paid his tithes to Melchizedek because Melchizedek was the Lord's high priest at the time. Now, if you go into the book of Hebrews, which was written by the Apostle Paul, he talks about what we refer to as the Melchizedek priesthood. And he talks about how this priesthood is after the order of the Son of God. And he explains that Jesus Christ literally was the high priest of the Melchizedek priesthood, the priest of priests. And the Hebrews understood this because they understood that the Melchizedek priesthood existed before the Aaronic priesthood. And so the question then is, what is this Melchizedek priesthood? What is this priesthood of Melchizedek? Again, uh, I'll, we'll turn back to Hebrews where Paul explains that's the power over everything, really. It's the power of God. So just think about that. Power over the elements. Power over death. Power over sickness. Power really over everything that uh, God has created, that he's organized. So what it means is that the intelligences, right, that inhabit the elements, the plants, uh, the animals, the people, right? They're subject to the Melchizedek priesthood. But of course, this is conditional. You can't use uh, the Melchizedek priesthood uh, to satisfy your lusts or to do anything contrary to the will of God or you'll lose it. It's just that simple. But Melchizedek was such a righteous man that he was permitted to see the city of Enoch. He was permitted to organize a city here on the earth called Salem that replicated the city of Enoch, which of course was in the heavens. And because of his great righteousness and because there were no poor among them, they had alleviated that. And because uh, they loved everyone as brother and because they loved them people more than they loved their stuff, um, they actually had all things in common voluntarily, not by force. Uh, the Lord blessed Salem, and Melchizedek became known as the Prince of Peace. So just think about that. He had the priesthood after the order of the Son of God, after uh, Jesus, the order of Jesus Christ, um, and he used that priesthood to recreate or to replicate another great city that was ultimately translated just like uh, the city of Enoch, and taken into the heavens. So it was this Melchizedek, by the way, who went to war with Nimrod and who slew him. And bottom line is, is that it was the power of God, not the power of man. This is important because a lot of individuals, they think that they have enough strength to win these battles of mortality, when in reality we don't. We're grossly outnumbered. One-third of the hosts of heaven were cast out, my friends. There's over 40 billion evil spirits right now trying to destroy you. You need him. You need God. 
This is Paul Drockett, and we'll cover this again, or a little bit more in the next uh, podcast. God bless. This is the Bible Simplified. Have a great day.